This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I'll be here each and every Friday for the Blue Monday preview show with a special guest to get their inside of you on the next opponents for Ipswich Town. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome and from the Open All R's podcast and from Northern Ireland, apparently more atheist than I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that's out with both of us. Mr. Paul Finney. You're right. That's a that's a brilliant intro. It's the best I've ever had. Um, it's the only one I've ever had, like, but it's a good one. You know, um, on your podcast stats, they give you the drop off rate. So all the religious people like dropped off there <laughs> after after about ten seconds when we offended them. Yes. So Jacob Rees Mogg is gone then, has he? <laughs> that's not a bad thing, is it? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, Paul, tell me about. Um, well, just tell me about the um, Open All Ours podcast and where we can find it, especially for um, our listeners who might want to check you out after the Ipswich game. Well, they're more than welcome to. Um, obviously, hopefully for reasons that will depress them, because hopefully we'll win. No offence. <laughs> um, yeah, we are on iTunes. We are on all good uh, pop being all them things. And, you know, um, the internet, Facebook, Twitter as QPR Podcast. Um, and just have a listen. We're just a group of fans who met up at a pub and decided to have a podcast We've been very blessed to have people like Sean Walsh on, Stephen Street, who produced a Smiths, who's a QPR fan. Uh, quite a few decent um, celebs, I suppose. But all they do is want to talk football. So we never talk about the day job. We just talk football, which is what a podcast should be. That was I was going to pat you on the back for that because I listened last week and it was like, oh, right. Dirty Dare, Dirty Dare and Sean Walsh. And I'm like, yeah. hang on a minute, that, is that Sean Walsh the comedian? And didn't mention it at all, did you? Well, no, because it's kind of like there's guys that work for BT Sport, there's guys that work for PR agencies, there's other guys that does stuff in, for ESPN, and I drive a van. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't like getting put in my place every week by the professionals, so we just got a rule we don't talk about it in case I feel inferior. Do you eat in the Which van? Which I think so. Yeah, you know, I do, actually. Isn't that bad? It's it's one of them. I used to smoke in it, but I gave it up years ago. But yeah, I do. It's terrible. I shouldn't do, but... 
uh, we, we, we own a flower business, so we do flower events, so I work stupid hours. So I could be caught munching outside a hotel in London. Always, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? I always, yeah, get a bit, I always get a bit pissed off when people judge the state of my car. I say, walk a, walk a mile in my shoes. Try and do one of my days and try and not eat from M&S services in your car. See if you can do it. Go on. Do you know what annoys me about service stations these days? Is they've got more choice and it's now even more expensive. Yeah. No one asked for that. Yeah, I, I heard an interesting hypothesis as well that um, people aren't healthy because it's too expensive. It costs more Rubbish. money to more money to eat healthy than it does. Anyway, should we talk about football? Sorry, <laughs> I'll go on then if you insist. Right, we're going to go back to last season before we talk about. Um, I thought you made Saturday's yeah. game. Um, so we'll go over the two games, and I'm going to get a bit on. Holloway from you, um, mm. because frankly I don't understand the man. Um, but it was okay, one of those buddy. one of those fixture quirks where we played in November and then we played in January, so it was kind of like within the same space of form really for both teams. Um, the first game um, took place on November 26th, but Holloway um, is appointed sort of two games before. It was actually his second game. Um, mm. So as an outsider, I look at this guy and think, you're, you're, you're just not very smart. And then I, I, I thought, I need more evidence than that. Um, so I looked mm. at his career. Um, three promotions, three relegations, two firings, one resignation. Um, how did you feel when, when, he came, when he came back? Do you like him or do you, do you feel he's an imbecile like I do? <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening, people say that in the most <laughs> affectionate ways. Um, I'm dyslexic, so I can't even spell it. There you go. Anyone listening to our podcast, I know I always do my little dyslexic from Belfast, celiac jokes. Um, he is, he's kind of, I guess, he's bizarre. He's different. He's like... Is, um, he, is he working all of us, though? <clears throat> no, I don't think he is. I think he generally is. I mean, we've done a podcast with him. And I've known Ian for years. I've got to say that because I used to be a fans rep and we used to have meetings with him. And what you, you can never predict how he's going to react. So the players have got no chance because, you know, you never know what you're going to get one day to the next. I mean, we lost to folks on motors in the FA Cup, which is probably one of our worst, if not the result, worst result we've ever had. Because don't forget, it's a car plant, you know. You can beg them up as much as you want, but it was a car plan, <laughs> knocked out of the FA Cup. And, you know, he just looked at us and went, penalties or a lottery. And it's like, not against a car plant in two <laughs> games. You know, and he's a bit like that. And he's very, very, very defensive in how you criticise. Doesn't like negativity, wants to be positive all the time. Always a reason why we can win the next game. Always a reason why we lost the last game. That kind of thing. He's good for QPR in the sense that we lost our soul in the Premiership. We lost our soul in the fact that we were buying players and huge money, spending huge money. I mean, we're the only team to sort of spend hundreds of millions of pounds and come in out of the Premiership after three seasons with more debt than we went into it, incredibly. And get relegated twice. And it was a horrible experience because when you're in the Premier League, as you know, you can kind of put up with a half and half scopes. No, no, we don't know, but they... (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I forgot. Um, well, you see, well, actually, I, I didn't mean that to sound as bad as it did. I'd, um, I'd forgotten. Yeah, you hadn't been there for a while. Sixteen years, God. But we were like eighteen years away from it, nineteen ninety-six. So don't worry about it. It's not that good. It's horrible. You mean <laughs> you sort of you sit? Yeah, I mean, people. You know, modern football's rubbish. Blah blah blah. I'm old, and I, I'm going to say that, of course. But half and half scarves, ticket totes. 
it's brilliant. As soon as you get relegated back to Championship, you lose all of that in an instant. And there's not as many tourists sitting there who don't know anything about your football club who decide to give players nicknames they've never seen in their friggin' life. And you're sitting going, really? Is that what you're calling them? Like they call them, oh, go on, John Joe. It's like, who? And, you know, as people do, they tend to sort of bring... And then as soon as you get relegated, they disappear. They're like pop-up football fans. It's brilliant. So you don't want to go to the Premier League. It's rubbish. Um, so we lost us all. We spent way too much money. We were, you know, we, we, we massively underachieved. And, and Holloway's kind of come back, and that signalled a change of, of mindset along with Ferdinand that we are going back to basics. We are going to stop paying stupid, insane, ridiculous wages on people who, frankly, don't want to be here. I mean, there's, a, there's famous, a guy who signed for us who actually went to Glasgow by mistake because he thought he was signing for Glasgow Rangers. It wasn't Basingua, was it? <laughs> Don't even mention that, Chelsea. Oh, sorry, so sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I mean, I, I loved him to stay in Glasgow. If he'd have gone to Glasgow, I'd have loved him to stay there and never come back. <laughs> he is a, one of the worst signings and the most ridiculous. And he used to come to training with a Chelsea phone cover. It's and just horrible human he, being. He, he thanks you from the bottom of his mansion and <laughs> swimming pool, yes? Hopefully... Hopefully from the bottom of a well. Um, <laughs> Dear old man. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, obviously a lie from the bottom of a well just has to live there. No, he was terrible. But he, he represents all the badness of all the players that he brought. We had Mark Hughes as a manager who was awful and He's just didn't get He's a very strange man, isn't he? He's awful. Apparently, no, I don't, don't want to get you sued. So I will say apparently. Oh, we, can, we can bleep it. All right, good man. <laughs> um, you can talk to him directly unless you've earned it. So you have to go around the coaching staff until he respects you enough that you can speak to him. And when he got the QPR job, he said, I've talked to the QPR board, I've interviewed them, and they meet my expectations. Yeah, I remember you saying that on one of your pods. That's odd, isn't it? But don't give the man the job. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's clearly he was he's too big for his boots. And he played for Man United. We used to oh, great player, players. great player. I don't know. We used to have a player called Adam McDonald, God rest his soul, and he used to kick lumps out of Hughes, and we loved him for it. Um, because Liverpool, Man United, all in big clubs, as you did back in the day, they don't like getting their arses kicked by so called wee clubs. And it was always nice to see them come down and get humbled at our place. So we didn't like Hughes. Back to Holloway, he's come back because the chairman, rightly or wrongly, feels he needs to be loved, which is a good thing and a bad thing in equal measure because. If you look at his Twitter feed, our chairman can't help himself but believe that every game we're going to beat Brazil and every time we lose, it's only a matter of time before we get better again. It's all positive. And it's it's nice to see someone come back. He is as mad as a box of frogs. You don't know what you're going to get from him. But at the moment, if he can get this lot gelled, if he can get them going together, if he can build something that resembles Team Spirit, which we haven't had for years, then we'll go with it. Great stuff. Um. So let's just have a look at game one. So this was a 3-0 win for Ipswich. Um, Ward, Lawrence and Varney. And um, a ludicrous mistake from Smivies in the Rangers goal. And this was the start of a six-game losing streak at the start of Holloway's uh, reign. Have you got any memories on this one? And can you try and persuade Ipswich fans that Smivies isn't terrible? Because apparently he's actually quite good. But that was just an aberration, yes? Are you going to ruin a Christmas myth for me as well? Um, <laughs> no, Smithy is, is actually an excellent goalkeeper. Um, he came in um, after Green and possibly wasn't played quick enough or enough games. So when he came in, he was a bit rusty. And um, he, he, like goalkeepers, if you've got a defence sometimes ours in front of you that likes to 
test you. He will make mistakes, but he is actually an excellent goalkeeper. Probably one of the best we've had in years, to be fair. Um, I was at, yeah, I was at that game, and we got played off the park. It was as simple as that, and it could have been a lot more, to be perfectly honest with you. Okay, um, let's go to the second game because this was a really, really fascinating one that kind of sticks in micro a little bit. So it was January mm-hmm. the 2nd. Uh, Rangers mm-hmm. win 2 1. And mm-hmm. for an Ipswich fan, this was so irritating because McCarthy goes, go he goes 3 5 2, and we're like, oh, okay, he's actually going to change. And just before half time, you get a long throw in. We played quite well, and Silla smashes it. Um, in it's just a long throw. Do you know what I mean? You can you can yeah. play well and go in one down. So he ditches the three five two, and then the worst possible thing happens because we score straight away. Lawrence smashes one great goal in. Um, I was actually sat in the home stand, Paul, and I got some very fun. I I couldn't not flinch at at, at that one. It was a hell of a goal. Um, and then on sixty nine, McCarthy replaces Brew with Douglas with three attacking players on the bench. Holloway brings Hall forward from centre half, kind of into deep midfield and yeah holding midfield rule yeah and you win the game based on a crap substitution by McCarthy and a good substitution by um Holloway did you see it like that <coughs> I saw it as we were played like the Brazilian team of 1970 <laughs> <laughs> and finished it like the 78 Argentina side um <laughs> No, it's, it's in, that, that's that, that's the championship, and you just summed up the championship in one in one sentence. You know, it's a lot of it is luck, and a lot of it is just get the you know the the, the goal you scored. Yeah, was a, was was class. There's no two ways about it. And the Silla one for the throw in, but uh, interesting Silla is. See, that's the thing about Silla. He kind of he comes in and out. I don't even know if he'll be playing Saturday, if he'll be on the bench, or what's going to happen. And he hasn't really found his feet yet. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, it, the one I remember more was the one at your place because your fans were really upset that you won because I think they wanted um, McCarthy sacked. Um, <laughs> you, you you weren't doing really well. I was sat in the pub afterwards, just like my mates are sitting there going, oh, Jesus, you know, it's bad. And the Sipswich fan was like, oh, cheers, thanks for that. It's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we're stuck with McCarthy now. We're really hoping we'd lose today to get rid of him, which is a strange mindset. And I've never known people don't want the team to lose. But when you've lost fear for the manager, I guess you've lost fear for them. I think it was just that particular day. Um, you go one nil down. You score a worldie for one one, and then on sixty nine, you bring on a, you take off a creative midfield and bring on a holding. It was just literally. You see the subboard go up, and the last possible thing we expected him to do was bring on a defensive um, midfielder. And I think it was, you know, go on, just go and try and, you know, we thought you were there for the taking, and exactly the opposite happens. We end up losing, and it's like, how did you lose that one? That that didn't seem. That didn't seem possible, but um, he's. Uh, we'll talk about it in a bit. Actually, he's um, he's a little bit higher up in our estimations now after this start to the season. But um, so Rangers go on to finish two points above uh, relegation, um, mm. basically based mm. on two kind of amazing runs. One was three wins in four games, of which that um, generally the second game, and then an even better one of five wins in seven, um, put all the points on the board, and then. He lost six in a row at one point and seven out of the last eight. How, it's, it's like either complete top of the league form or complete bottom of the league form. Um, so mm. can you explain it, that, that kind of streaky, uh, you're either winning for a month or losing for a month? And did he do a good job, yes or no? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Jesus, do you want to say numbers for the lottery this Saturday as well? <laughs> yeah. um, 
<laughs> no, it, it, listen, it's hard to say because when he came in, uh, we had Hasselbank, who was possibly the most boring manager you could ever possibly have. And the only manager who reckons he's worth 50 grand a speech or whatever it is, he got busted for in Panorama. Um, and the, the, I saw the newspapers. Um, is he doing a good job? He's doing the best he can at the moment. We'll have to ask that question in after Christmas because... The board have had a decision to make at the end of the season because of the results you had. We lost six in a row twice, which is unheard of in one season. I mean, to lose six in a spin once. You lost six bad. in a row after winning five in seven. That makes absolutely yeah. no sense, does it? <laughs> exactly. But then you lose. I mean, as Oscar Wilde famously said, you know, you, to lose six in a row once is bad. To lose six in a row twice is unforgivable, or something like that. <laughs> um, and 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 that's where we were. And it was quite bizarre watching it because. We were, when we played well, we played really well. And when we were awful, it was switch the lights off and go home. It, it, was, it was bad. And I can't explain it, except perhaps he was... Because he kept changing the team. There, there was no consistency. You couldn't predict a, a 1 to 11 each week or the subs or who was going to play, apart from Smithies. It was quite bizarre. We didn't know who was going to play, who was going to come in, who was going to, if someone got injured. He didn't really know the players. And he was trying way too many different formations. And, and perhaps he was building for this season. I think he, in his defence, I think he thought he'd done enough. We were going to stay up. And then he was going to tinker and see who, what players he wanted to keep and get rid of in the summer. Unfortunately, we don't end on one of a really bad run. And the truth be told, if we hadn't been a really bad Nottingham Forest side, we would have been really good at it. And that's the reality. OK, um, so let's go to the close season. Um, I was really surprised when you got Freeman, that was back in the last transfer window. He was, yeah. he's, he's a good player. And Scowan came as well. Um, he I came this you, summer, yeah. I think you mentioned it earlier. Are we now rid of, you must hate this stat, but that stat that you were paying more out than Dortmund and they got to the Champions League final and you got relegated. Is that legacy completely out now? Are all those players... Um, who was that Brazilian midfielder who Harry Redknapp loved? Sandro. Yeah, and we, we used to hear that, oh, they can't bring him on because they'll have to pay 20 grand every time he plays or something ridiculous like that. Um, it but, was probably true. <laughs> is that legacy over and how's the how's the recruitment and how does the squad look? Well, we've still got people like Colco and High Wages. He's, he's probably the last we've got of the Premiership um, spending spree. And he's got issues away from the football field. Um, as I said earlier on, yeah, we lost our way. We lost our soul. We tried to, let's put it bluntly, we tried to play with the big boys and we massively, massively messed it up. Um, and I actually thought, this is it. We've lost our soul forever. We're going to be like a, premier, a chairman's play thing. Because um, we pride ourselves on being like, you do guys, they're a community club with a community fan base. But I've got to say, I've I, after Saturday, when we did the game for Grenfell, I kind of and a few things the club are doing and the Stan Bowles thing there. as well. Yeah. yeah, we kind of we're getting ourselves slowly back, but we've got a long way to go to forget the madness that we spent all that money on all them players. And the saddest thing of all that is, we have no legacy, we have no training ground, we have no brilliant old Cedar Stadium of the new generation. Actually, I don't really like them, but you know what I mean. There's nothing. There's no legacy. That's the horrible bit. We spent hundreds of millions of quid in players and we have nothing, not even a, a decent state-of-the-art training ground. So there's still work to be done. And do you know what? I like being humble Queen's Park Rangers. I, I like the fact that we're a club that tries to do things the right way off the pitch. And then what happens on the pitch is influenced by the spirit and the feel-good factor that you're doing off the pitch. But I don't ever want to be in a position where we're spending £35 million on players who, quite frankly, don't deserve to be in, wearing the shirt. Sandro... 
was a terrible buy. Everything Redknapp done was pretty awful. Um, and just ruined us like he ruins every club. <laughs> and I hope to God we never see that man back again. Um, I'm kind of hoping Burnham sack him before we have to play him. Um, but yeah, it's it's the, the Grenfell thing, the Stambul thing, gives me hope that our soul will find it. And Tony Fernandez has said he's not going to walk away. He spent hundreds of millions of quid. What he should say that he wasted hundreds of millions of pounds because we, we've got nothing to show for it. And that's probably the saddest thing. But never mind. That's wait. And we were like, everyone quite like QPR. And when you become big and you try and spend money and rub shoulders with big boys, you become so hated. And we weren't really used to that. Absolutely. Um, so. Looking at the results at the start of the season, you've actually mm. actually done really well, haven't you? So it was two, I think so. Two nil against Reading, who were playoff finalists. Then one and one, yeah. one one away against Sheffield Wednesday playoffs. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Semi-finalist. Um, yep. Norwich, you lost 2-0 away, which is probably the only given that they're a little bit up in the air. Um, probably the only result that you'd look and think, oh, maybe. Um, beat Hull, their ex-Premier League, and lost away at Cardiff, but Cardiff are just beating everybody for the first couple of months. Um, That's a Warnock team for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, how, how's it been, and who's been the standout players? Well, I've got to be honest with you, Skyen has proven this far is one of the fans of the season. So is he a uh, is he box to box or is he going to just sit? Yeah, he's he's box to box, tackling, passing, moving, um, um, trying trying to get shots and angles and stuff, and just a real real hard worker. Something that we've been missing for that midfield for a long time. Freeman's got the finesse, the skill, the ability to yeah, split good, defenses. Good, good player, very good player. Excellent player. It's just finding that balance, and then you got. Lawonga, who's now because of Skyen coming in, can go forward a lot more and be the attacking midfielder that he came to be. Whereas before, he didn't really have that. That, that. Sadly, we let our best midfielder go last season, which is 
Alexander Fallen, who was one of the best players I've oh, seen in Rangers for years. Great, um, great set, set piece player as well. I remember seeing uh, it was uh, Boxing Day, and it was Hasselbank was manager, and we won in stoppage time. It was a appallingly bad game. Um, mm. Both teams deserved to lose, um, but I remember <laughs> I remember Fallen come on and pinging it about with his left foot. He looked like he could play. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Now he, and, and to me, that was a shame. We let Clint Hill go as well, who was a real leader at the back. So there's these people to replace. But, you know, we've got a new uh, kind of... The thing about Ned is he's really intelligent and he's a really good player. But when he makes a mistake, he tries to show you that he didn't mean to make mistakes. So he'll keep doing the same thing he did that got him in the trouble, right, like the back okay. pass against Cardiff, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, some, so, fo- some footballers never think and they're all the better for it, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a bright lad. I mean, we're actually quite blessed. There's quite a few of them at QPR, which is Smith. Smith. Like, oh, oh, absolutely <laughs> in, frighteningly intelligent. Yeah. And, and and that's good because, you know, you get sick of it. Like, rugby players think they're the ones that have all the brains and, and football fans are all morons and so are football players. So it's nice. We had Smith on the podcast and that, who can actually... And Connor Washington was really good as well. These these people have come on and, and really done themselves proud. And, I, I um, think Spence, for us, is actually quite a... Sharp lad as well. It's good though because it breaks a myth. You know, like, cause I, I'd hate to be a footballer sometimes because you know people just assume you're stupid. You know, walk in, oh, what do you expect? He's a footballer, yeah. and you know, it's, it's kind of it's not fair on them because there's a lot of them that do a lot of decent things apart from me and Rooney, of course. Um, <laughs> again, you know, but anyway, sorry. I, 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 well, that was quite funny. Not for him, obviously. Um, serves him right for scoring against us so quickly a couple of years ago in the Premier League. But the thing about it is, is the new lads are settling in. It's oh, I, I do wonder if we're kind of underplaying our hands so much because we're kind of thinking, even though we've still spent quite a lot of money compared to a lot of teams in the Championship, and we still have quite a decent wage, but not the madness of the Premier League that we had, because that would be insane to have that still going on. But we kind of think we'll take one place above relegation again this year. Really? And, yeah, yeah. And I, I just think we, if we'd only got a natural goal scorer... I think with the players we've got and the young lad we got in from Blackpool, um, you know, you, you, you think to yourself, we could, we should be setting ourselves up a wee bit higher because I personally think that if we get everything working, we've got the players that could quite easily take us into the top half of the table. Maybe not the playoffs, but certainly give a better account of ourselves than we've been doing the last three or four years. Yeah, very good. Um, so on Saturday, I was listening to your show yesterday. It's actually a special anniversary thing um so it's a hundred year anniversary of the ground of loftus yeah um yeah what's what's actually happening are we gonna am i gonna get to see sir les well he's every game oh he's our director of football so you can if you just wait around the director the the entrance you can see him um that's sir les thing do you know how that was brought out by the way this whole sir les thing we used to chant said leslie ferdinand said leslie ferdinand don't know why that's what we chanted a journalist locally misheard it and put it on, and the Queen's Park Rangers fans are chanting Sir Les Ferdinand, and that's how that was born. So there you go. It's got good reason, it hasn't it? Well, it's, uh, it, it's much better, to be fair. And um, yeah, he's a legend. Kind of struggled in his role a wee bit to start off with, and the, the jury is still a wee bit out on, on the role that he's doing as director of football, because I don't really understand what a director of football does, so I'm, I'm not going to have an opinion because I'm far too old. I just think if you're a manager, you manage. And you bring in your own players. Um, but what do I know about the modern world and the modern game? Do, do, you, think, um, do you think this anniversary thing's going to um, pick, pick your fans up a bit and make for a bit of a better atmosphere? 
I hope so because it's been lacking in a few years. I mean, it's a hundred. It's quite weird because we're do, the board are doing all they can to get away from Loftus Road, and now they've they've come to this anniversary they never thought they'd be having because they thought they'd be out of there a um, hundred years. And to me, I'd like to stay there a bit longer, do the old girl up. I mean, the way the way end as you guys know is appalling oh, and could yeah. do with a lot of work. And the ticket prices are disgusting, in my opinion, and need to come down. Um, as to Euroway prices as well. But, um, you know. We have gone along with that twenty-five quid reciprocal um, arrangement this year, but and we refused. Yeah, you guys refused. Leeds, Leeds is thirty-seven quid next week as well. I think. So, I think the QPR answer was that you know for the size of their stand and the costings they have that they couldn't do the twenty-five quid. So I know businesses. Business is business, but it would be nice. Um, I'm sitting in. The it's home, wrong. I'm sitting in the homestand again. I refuse to. Sit oh yeah, there. I come, okay. Enlighten yeah. me to that. Why would you sit in the homestand? I've never. I've only done that at Arsenal. Oh, you. And... You'll love it, honestly. Um, I don't know. Oh. I like sitting on. I like sitting on halfway. I'm very respectful, and I'll I'll chat to the guy next to me, and if if it sounds like um he's not going to beat my head, and I'll tell him that I'm an away fan, but I won't jump up if there's. Do you know what I mean? I've, I'll be respectful. I just. It's just if you're going to pay thirty to forty quid for a footy match and travel and whatnot. I actually want to, you know, I, I remember we lost 3-1 down there and Jim McGillan scored a penalty. Everyone stood up and I was in the top tier and I didn't even see the ball go in. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you won't, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's an old, you know, it's, it used to call it the old Sabutio going, didn't they? That was the old thing. Yeah, right, and, yeah. and it hasn't been done up, but the way it does need a lot of work. It's, going back to 25 thing, yeah, I'd like to see that because I think championship clubs should all do it. And even and they should get subsidies from the Premier League yes, to help. Yeah, right, yeah. The, like the teams like Rotherham's this world and etc. I know they're not in it this year, but you know that, that the Burtons, whatever, should get extra finance because you know you need to grow the fan base. And you know it's it's not right that basically you, you, you can tell who's top the league of the Championship by looking at the ground. Unfortunately, yeah. um, and, and that's the world we live in these days. Where I just wanted to watch my local team. All right, it was. Glen Torn in Belfast, but it's QPR now, you know, because I moved to London and I was always a QPR fan anyway, so it was kind of handy. But, you know, you need to get people into the ground, you need to get them interested, and we price families out. I mean, a way match could be as much as 150 quid for a family, oh, and that's God, just ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyway, so I don't believe we're doing that. The anniversary is 100 years of Loftus Road. It's been changed quite dramatically. I mean, we were just a nothing third division club doing nothing and Jim Gregor came along we won the League Cup and suddenly a few years later in 76 we're challenging for the league only to lose I could have sworn but I won't 10 days Liverpool play we play 10 days or Liverpool play 10 days after us and um, of course we lost at Norwich and kind of so I've got a deep loathing of Norwich not because I'm on your show but because of that <laughs> they ruined our dreams um, I don't see it as us feeling I just see them as party pippers and Liverpool don't, went on to win the league don't worry Liverpool shat on our league titles um, aspirations a couple of times in the 70s so don't worry about that oh god of course so yeah. you, you get it you get it there like you know and it, you know, why they were playing 10 days later, I'll never know. But I'm sure it's a damn good reason. Um, it's like, do you remember the old joke of like Liverpool drew nil-nil? Who missed a penalty? Yeah. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. But I think the 100 years is special. There will be a celebration of things. Because that's one thing the club are getting, right? They're going very much back to being a community thing and, and bringing people through. So there'll be players like Bram Bedford, uh, um, Mark Lazarus from the 67th side. Probably Joey Francis from the 76 side if he's not busy working or something like You know, they they do get it right these days, which is really good to see. And um, it'll be a celebration. But most people miss it because if you're going for a wee at half time or you're going to get a coffee, yeah. it takes you about two hours to get served. Oh, so, God, yeah. 
You know, it's not good. I don't know what the way it ends like because I won't sit there because that's where you put Chelsea fans. So even when they open up to our fans, I refuse to go to school end. Right. Because you're sitting in the same places where Chelsea fans have sat. It's just <laughs> contaminated by nonsense. Um, so, yeah, so it's 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 the old girls, just a little celebration. And hopefully we will stay there for a bit longer and hopefully they will do it up and hopefully they will reduce prices and that will help you. Because it's nothing like a fool. It's like Portman Road when it's full and a night yeah. game with the lights on. It's, it's something special. Well, and, and There's no stadium in England where the back row is as close to the pitch as, as it ranges, is there? You're so, no, no. so tight in it. It's incredible, isn't it? And and also it helps when because they did a thing years ago where they made the what we call the loft, which is our was was our hardcore the family stand, which is a bit mad, but they did. Uh, so you have the only noise you used to get was because away fans are the only fans behind the goal, which seems crazy when you think about it. But that's what what's happened. So when you get the grind rock and it's nice to have an atmosphere because there was a couple of seasons when the atmosphere did suffer a lot because of the transition and people didn't really get used to it. So hopefully Saturday it will be buzzing. Um, we will win because we've, we've sold two thousand tickets as well. So that should push the atmosphere a little bit as well, shouldn't it? Well, you guys always bring a lot down without patronising, which I think no, I no, just no. did that intentionally. No, no. But yeah, obviously two thousand less one because you'll be in the home end. Um, <laughs> being, yeah. being very quiet, yeah, yeah, very quiet, sitting on your hands. Um, yeah, that's, I can't go with that. I've never. I've done it a couple of times in my life. Paul, it's fascinating just listening to how other fans perceive your team because no matter how balanced and smart we are, we think we are as football fans, it's always just interesting to hear what the other team thinks. Anyway, look, before you give me, um, I want to kind of, as best you can, a bit of a predictive lineup. Let me just give you some stats. So you've got four players who've played every minute, which is Smithies, Scowan, Longo and Onua. Washington yep. and Smith are tied for top goals, both with two. Uh, Freeman has already got three assists this season. So um, just as near as you can get it, who do, who do you think we're going to see lining up for Rangers on Saturday? Well, it depends who plays the new lads, obviously. Um, probably Recently it's been um, Smithies, um, Young Furlong, Bidwell, um, Anua, and then Colker came in for Cardiff. Didn't cover himself in glory, but he's been a long way out and he's got a lot of issues away from football. So hopefully, he, if he does play Saturday, he'll be more motivated. Um, midfield will be Lawonga, Skyne, Freeman. Um, Skyne, Freeman, Lawonga. Who have I missed out? I don't know. I'm asking you. you <laughs> <laughs> I've missed somebody out. This is, uh, we'll be playing um, Pavel, who's a, a Polish winger. So they might bring in Samuel. Um, to, to do that as well and up front obviously probably start either with Silla and Smith or Silla and Washington or a combination of all three um, he, he hasn't quite stumbled across what you would call a working formula yet so he's still searching um, so yeah but he, and he would tend to use Darnell and um, Bidwell as, as attacking modern wingers type fullbacks right. wingbacks as they call them you can tell I'm old can't you because I'm struggling with modern technology but when I was a kid, it was his left back, right back, centre half, centre half, blah, blah, blah. So he'll probably do that. And if you've got pace, you will absolutely destroy us down the flanks. Um, so that worries me. Uh, we've been I playing, think you have. We've, we've been playing two forwards down the, down the flanks. Sears is quick and we've got a chap on loan from Man City. But you know what McCarthy's like. It takes him at least four months of training to trust any player before they get a, they get a start um how do you see it panning out then paul what's going to happen 
Well, you, you guys are flying at the moment, so I think it's only right you, you bring yourself down a peg and get yourself <laughs> grounded a little bit and come down and get beat and then go home and get ready for the next game to win that. Um, because our next game is against Millwall and they're going to absolutely muller Holloway. Um, where, where, so, is, where is that game? It's going to be at Loftus Road. Okay, um, they've got but, real good little and large front two as well because we, we beat them 4-3, but they they get it forward either they play it behind you or they play it up to their up to Morris and the big guy. They're very hard to play against, actually. Oh, you're not cheering me up here. <laughs> they, I'm still trying. Pretty good, actually, yeah. It's, it's very straightforward, but, you know... Um, but I would think football is just get the ball and try and score. It's not, as Danny <laughs> yeah. Blanchflower score said, score before they equalise, before they score sort of thing. And, you know, football these days is very complicated and with diets and everything else. And it's just mad. But yeah, if you've got pace and you come at us down the flanks, we're very, very vulnerable down the flanks. Um, but when we get it right, we, we can't play. Well, if Freeman and, and Skern are in form, they're actually unplayable at times because they just, they, they seem to know each other so well. And do the right thing. They've got a great partnership. Just if it could just get the forwards going, we could actually give it a right goal this season. Okay, um, so you should be able to give quite a good answer to this. We've been asking all the guests on the previous show to um, give us their favourite player. It doesn't have to be the best player, and you don't have to give the cliche QPR answer. Um, and we're going to try and build some kind of what little... the best player currently of all time. No, no, the, just your favourite player since you've watched. Since you've watched Rangers, who did we have? We had Mikhail Forsell from a Birmingham fan. We had Arjan Dazou from a Barnsley fan, and Terry Herlock from a Brentford fan, and Danny Murphy from a Fulham fan. So um, I suspect you can probably beat that if you've been watching QPR since the seventies. Well, no, I've been Fulham since um, the eighties. Just oh, okay. happened to be the same years they got the cup final, but it was only because they signed a lad from my school called Alan McDonald and I supported it as a kid Glen Torn and went to watch Glen Torn play but I got interested in QPR because Alan McDonald's brother used to bring me programmes so there you go um, uh, I, I would have to say Alan McDonald because he he kind of he came from the same street as me he breathed the same uh, and he showed us that no matter where you come from in the darkest days of the troubles of Northern Ireland you could actually do something with your life and he was also captain of my country as well so I'd have to go for Alan McDonald purely on the fact he was such a legend did he and play... he left his way too young uh, did, and, he, um, did he play for yeah. anybody else sorry did he play for anyone else or is he a one club he went no. he went and loaned the child in his early days and then he ended up with Swindon for a little while okay so well, Alan... you broke up there sorry sorry can you hear me Paul I can now uh, you're back now he played he played most of his career he's our most capped international player but the most my favourite player by the Alan McDonald thing would be Gary Bannister with us so scored time and time again actually you've got to think and then there's Les Ferdinand then there's Barsley then there's Simpson then there's Roy Wigley who's one of the best goals I've oh, ever seen the goal against Leeds yeah yeah and then That's you got the Trevor Sinclair overhead kick I mean um, wow can you just um, yeah. me and Dave Sorry. my co-presenter absolutely loved to rap as well what, what's, your, what's your oh god of course Jesus yeah Adele yeah but what a player do you know what the same about him was that he would make you get off your seat there's very few players do that isn't it but he was such a magician with the ball. But what an absolute bin lid of a brain that boy had. He should be playing He should be playing for like Madrid, Barca, Bayern. He should be up there with it. Because he has raw, natural ability. Tenfold and then some. One of the best players I've ever seen at Rangers. But as I say, an absolute bin lid for a brain. And listen to completely the wrong people. And... His career never recovered because the people around him are absolute idiots. 
And it's a shame because he should be doing so much more than what he is. I mean, used to, I drove past a kebab shop once in the edge of a road because of work at about two in the morning. And he was he was down there, and I was just like, mate, when there's a Dell over there, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, no, it is, mate. It is. He's, he's sitting over there. And we pulled over, went back, and looked, and yeah, it was him. I was like, Jesus, man, what are you doing? You know, you've got it all. You have everything. He did a pass once. If you look at it on YouTube, um, to um, Routledge, where he just sliced it on the outside of his foot and just the most beautiful pass. It was just like, it was art in, it, with football boots on, just pure class. And he did it in the Premier League as well when he could be bothered. And it's just a real shame that he's he's not really hit the the heights he had and it's a real shame that I mean you have players like you look at it, you think why did you not do better you're so talented oh god yeah absolutely um <laughs> so we'll put alan mcdonald in but great stuff on to um so paul we've plugged the podcast open all ours whereabouts can um our lot find you on twitter to say thank you for doing this well have you got me paul yeah, I got you nice. Sorry, oh, mate. There you go. Yeah, uh, sorry. Where did I get to? Because I was on a run there. Oh, no, no, you did great. Um, where can we well, find you on Twitter? Uh, Paul Freddy 1969. Any abusive tweets will be laughed at. <laughs> um, <laughs> frankly. Um, I, I tried, Chelsea fans tried to troll me once. It was unfooling fans. It was hilarious just to see they don't Trolls don't deal with people who just don't care. It's, <laughs> no. it's quite something. Just like, am I not getting under your skin? Nah, because in the day, mate, you're still a Chelsea fan. You lose. Okay, um, so this is part of the Blue Monday uh, feed. We are now three shows a week, so we'll be back on Monday with the flagship show with me and Dave talking about the QPR game. You can follow the show on Twitter at Blue Monday, ITFC, Facebook.com slash Blue Monday, and you can buy a t-shirt if you check our Twitter feed in the bio. Paul, thank you so much for doing this. Um, as no, thanks for asking me, Phil. As you're our guest, would you like to have the last word? Come on, you Oz. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. See you later. No worries, big man. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.